you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hello and welcome to the Daily NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Marcus Grant, Adam Rank, Akbar Bajabianila, and Michael Fabiano. All the information you need heading into a very busy weekend. Week 14, likely the first week of your playoffs. And Adam Rank is back with his like-dislikes. And you got Sons of Anarchy coming up on your column online, too. And, and Wonder Woman? Sons of Anarchy, Wonder Woman. We talk a little wrestling. I'm, I'm going to discuss this John Cena business with a little Randy Orton mixed in. And, you know, the usual. I guess, you know, and sometimes I, I throw in a little fantasy football in that column. Really? People, you know what? This is the thing that offends me. People call it a fluff column. I go, there is not a column on this site that has more statistical information. Sure, I might lead in by ca- comparing Eli Manning to the new Wonder Woman. But that's, yeah, once you get past that, it's all stats and figures. You have Wonder Woman's measurements. Those are stats. We need to know those things. Oh. Compare to Linda Carter, oh. where they are now, how they evolve over the years. Whoa, Certainly. I'm not touching that one. What, really? You don't yeah. like Linda Carter? No, I They're do. telling us to yeah. move it along. Yes. <laughs> all the big game previews for week 14, plenty of snow. If you guys hear snow in a forecast, anything yes. that makes you say, I'm not playing this guy because there's too much snow? No, no, no. I mean, especially as a player, too. I mean, you, you see snow. Some guys, you know, a lot of guys aren't exposed to the elements like that. And some guys really get excited to play in snow. You see guys just going out. So we put too much on this whole weather thing. That weather thing is overrated. I don't know. It's made me downgrade Butterfingers McGee from an RB2 <laughs> to a flex. Because it snows? Though? I mean, it's just snow. That's all it is. Just frozen, like, water. That's it. Wait, who's Butterfingers McGee? You know, that, that guy that keeps putting the football on the ground. Steven Ridley? <laughs> I think Bill Belichick has already downgraded that guy. You're like, don't even show up. Like, you just might as well just be like, hey, I don't need to come in, do I? It's snowing. Yeah. Sit Peyton Manning, right? All right, we'll have that and more right now on the podcast. Don't forget, Bears Pro Bowl running back Matt Forte joining us live a little later to talk about his big matchup, favorable matchup okay. Monday against right, Dallas. Okay. I, I think he's got to just be frothing at the mouth, <laughs> yeah, thinking about playing the Cowboys, and so do his fantasy owners. Big he, he already has five fantasy points. He does, yeah. <laughs> Well, a lot. We're also going to discuss the fantasy impact of the Texans firing head coach Gary Kubiak, Wade Phillips, the interim coach for the rest of the season. Remember, you can join the conversation by tweeting using the hashtag NFL Fantasy or sending your questions to our show's Twitter handle at NFL Fantasy. Let's, right to the, let's get right to the AFC South matchup that kicked off oh your fantasy playoffs beginning of the end for Texans coach Gary Kubiak. Thursday night football, Andre Johnson, he would have a huge night. Maurice Jones-Drew. Could he get the red-hot Jaguars another victory? Second quarter, Jags ready up 7-0. And look, it's Cecil Shorts doing his thing. And he stands up and says, yeah, Akbar. Yeah, Never say bench Jack- me again. Yeah, yeah you only caught one more dance. pass the whole night, though, Akbar. 14-0 Jags. Under two minutes to go till halftime, Case Keenum. The touchdown to Keyshawn Martin. Texans trail 17-7. Dare I say that helped very few people. That helped somebody. Midway through the third, NJD gets the handoff, and the Texans getting tackling lessons from Akbar for this play right here. I I didn't teach him that, but I can tell you one thing. MJD is back. That's the old NJD right there. 48 yards on the run two plays later. little trickery here. It's Henny to A. Sanders. 
Ace Sanders to Jordan Todman for the touchdown. Wait, so now Ace Sanders, Sanders him, coach? has more touchdown passes than Geno Smith since the World Series? Yes, that's uh, right. Yeah, exactly <laughs> correct about that. Both he and MJD. Near the end of the third quarter, Matt Schaub in a quarterback. Shaw to Garrett Graham, who had a very big night. That Texas now trail 24-17. Shaw <laughs> Graham, no very nice. Yeah, Under Shab. six minutes left to go. Shaw for Andre Johnson, 22-yard catch. Andre Dre Johnson Day. helped a lot of somebody. Yeah, he there. did. I mean, Andre Johnson is just a beast at the wide receiver position. 13 for 154. A little more than two minutes left to go. It's Shaw, and he finds Geno Hayes, who unfortunately plays for the Jaguars. The interception clinches the win for the Jags. They take it 27-20. The final game in the tenure of Gary Kubiak as head coach of the Texans. The Jaguars improved to 4-9. Here's your fantasy points for the night. Andre Johnson over 15 fantasy points. We told you to start him. Garrett Graham over 13. Ben Tate, Michael Fabiano. I know it's tough for you to look at that number there. I can't even look at Akbar either because oh, I yeah, started 5. Tate. 5.6, yeah, that... You're in trouble. That whole trouble, second half, trouble. all they did was throw, 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 throw. MJD gave you 12.3 fantasy points, so we're going to start off with him. Another nice game from MJD, who has been playing very well. He did leave the game with an injury. We'll have more on that coming up in a couple minutes. But, Fabs, it looks like MJD is back. Well, we've been saying that for several weeks. He is putting up consistently double-digit fantasy points regardless of the opponent. Heck, he's had some good games against some of the tougher run defenses. Even if his stat line is 11 carries for 13 yards, he's getting into the end zone. Andre Johnson, we saw his 154-yard game on Thursday night. Akbar, it's kind of like we've seen some other wide receivers. Doesn't matter who's throwing the football, he's going to make plays. Yeah, we've seen that, and Andre Johnson is just a big-time player. He's a bombonical wide receiver since that 40-point game that he put up in Indy. Of course, he's going back to Indy next week, but he has just been on fire and has not let loose. I mean, when you look at Andre Johnson, he's going to carry this uh, your, your fantasy team. I like how you said let moose right there. That was pretty nice. You can do a moose call? Is that what a moose sounds like? Uh, I think so. (laughs) Halloween's over, right? All right, here's Ben Tate, Fabs. A bad week. Uh, Unfortunately, it hurt you, but can you trust him going forward? I still think he's a borderline RB2 or 3. Last night, a bomb. Bonically bad? Did I I just come up with the word bombonically bad? (laughs) The fact of the matter here is this was not any fault of Ben Tate. They stopped running the ball in the second half trying to eliminate that deficit. What was it, 28 straight pass plays? You're not going to score fantasy points as a running back when your offense is doing that kind of thing. So there's your recap. And, of course, as we've been alluding to so far, the big breaking news today, the Texans have fired head coach Gary Kubiak following the loss to the Jaguars. Wade Phillips has been named interim head coach for the remainder of the season. Houston's now lost 11 straight games. The next matchup comes week 15 against Indianapolis. Who's going to finish the season at quarterback? Texas owner Bob McNair said quarterback Case Keenum will remain the starter as he's shown, quote, flashes of brilliance along with his mistakes. So, Akbar, knowing that Case Keenum's going to be the guy, can you trust him at all down the stretch? You know what? I'm going to say no for Case Keenum. You know, and I've endorsed Case Keenum this entire time. And here's why I said no. What the Jacksonville Jaguars and Gus Bradley did well was they continued to apply pressure. And when you apply pressure to a young quarterback like that, you saw Case Keenum pop like a pimple. He was very uncomfortable. But it's a great move for them to stay with him because he has a, a, a lot more upside in his future right now. Was it a bombonical pimple? Uh, no, it wasn't a bombonical pimple. <laughs> All right, very good. Thursday, it's an AFC West showdown as Peyton and the first place Broncos take on Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. Chargers-Broncos, our next game, Thursday Night Football, 8 p.m. Eastern, live on NFL Network. Now for more of the latest news and notes, let's go to Adam Wright and Marcus Grant. Thank you, Jason. Adam Rank here with the fantasy professor, Marcus Grant, and we will stick with that Thursday night game. 
Jaguars running back Maurice Jones-Drew underwent an MRI exam on Friday for a hamstring injury he suffered in the fourth quarter. Jones-Drew told Rich Eisen and the guys on the Total Access postgame show that he'd be fine, but what player doesn't think that? Exactly. But if you own Maurice Jones-Drew, you probably want to handcuff him with his backup, Jordan Todman, just to be safe heading into next week. Moving on to Chicago, Bears coach Mark Tressman announced Thursday that quarterback Jay Cutler will not play in the team's big Monday night matchup against the Cowboys. Backup quarterback Josh McCown will instead get the start. Now, Cutler's fantasy value is next to nothing at this point, Marcus, but you're in a tough situation. Do you play McCown Monday night versus Dallas? I certainly play Josh McCown. He's been fantastic in relief of Jay Cutler so far this year. The Cowboys secondary has had its issues stopping people, especially over the last couple of weeks. McCown's got plenty of targets. I like him a lot going into Monday night. Let's stick in the NFC North for Aaron Rodgers owners who got their hopes up for his return this week. Well, prepare for a letdown. Coach Mike McCarthy ruled out Rodgers on Friday, and Matt Flynn will start for Green Bay. We'll play the waiting game again, and we'll see if Roger returns for Week 15. But what does this mean for Jordy Nelson? I think Jordy Nelson's a guy that you can play. I know he had a rough one on Thanksgiving, but the Detroit Lions defense is a lot tougher than the Falcons have been this year. I think you give Nelson a shot, you plug him in your lineup. I think the bigger question, though, is what happens with Aaron Rodgers going forward? If the Packers fall out of the playoff race, there's a chance that Green Bay may just shut him down for the rest of the year. Certainly, and I'll talk more about Jordy Nelson coming up in Like Dislike, but let's move on to Cleveland, where Browns head coach Rob Chudzinski named Jason Campbell the starting quarterback for Sunday's tilt against the Patriots. Campbell's been medically cleared from his concussion he suffered in Week 12, and Chud says Campbell has had two good days of practice. Good news, of course, for Josh Gordon owners, but what about the tight end, Jordan Cameron? Well, I think Jordan Cameron is a little bit of a better play this week because you know Jason Campbell's going to be in there. I don't love him against the Patriots. He struggled. New England can be tough on tight ends, but if you got to play Jordan Cameron, you can feel better because it's Jason Campbell as opposed to Caleb Haney or Alex Tanner. Definitely. Let's take a look now at some more names that made the Friday injury report. A number of running backs to tell you about. Le'Veon Bell, Frank Gore, Lamar Miller, Sean Moreno, John Stewart, Shane Vereen. All of them are probable. JT, Julius Thomas is probable with a knee injury. Carson Palmer, however, questionable with an uh, elbow injury. He is expected to be a game-time decision. Drew Stanton, maybe somebody you want to go pick up if you have Carson Palmer in your starting lineup. We will talk a little bit more about Reggie Bush here in a second, but, of course, some other questionables. Vincent Jackson, Tony Gonzalez, the Gronk, Rob Gronkowski. And, of course, we told you Jay Cutler, Aaron Rodgers are out. Darren McFadden is also out, as is Percy Harvin. Now, Lions running back Reggie Bush was held out of practice on Wednesday and Thursday, but was a participant at Lions practice today. Bush most likely will be a go on Sunday versus the Eagles. He's got to be a must-start, right? He absolutely is a must-start. He is such a dual threat back as a rusher and a receiver. You put him in against the Eagles. Good news for Rashad Jennings owners. He boarded the team's flight to New York for this weekend's game versus the Jets. The bad news, he hasn't passed all of the NFL-mandated concussion tests yet. Raiders head coach Dennis Allen told the NFL, told the media Friday he's, quote, still not cleared yet, so we've really got the rest of today and tomorrow, and we'll see how he's feeling tomorrow, end quote. Marcus, certainly a situation to keep a close eye on, right? It is definitely a situation to keep an eye on. You don't like the matchup. I know Marcel Reese may be out there. I don't know that he's a good play just because the Jets are so tough on running backs. Good news for Broncos fans and Julius Thomas fantasy owners. The tight end was a full participant at Broncos practice this week and is expected to start against the Titans on Sunday. 
I like Julius Thomas this week. The Titans can be tough against the passing game, but he's such a big part of what the Broncos do. He'll see plenty of targets. Another bit of tight end news to pass along Redskins list. Jordan Reed is questionable for week 14. JT's a guy who's a must-start. What about Jordan Reed? Jordan Reed is not a must-start. The Chiefs defense has struggled recently, but they've been really tough on tight ends, and having Jordan Reed been out for so long, I don't know that he's a guy that I immediately throw in my lineup just because he's back for Washington. All right, very good. Thank you very much, Marcus. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going game by game through the entire Week 14 schedule and breaking down all the fantasy matchups you need to know. Plus, I run through my weekly likes and dislikes for Week 14. Find out who made my lineup and who's riding the pine as the fantasy playoffs get underway. NFL Fantasy Live is back after this. It is NFL Fantasy Live. Take a look at our early slate of games for Week 14. Boy, that Raiders-Jets game. Nick Folk could kick seven field goals in that one. Bills-Buccaneers, a game we're going to preview. Plenty of fantasy points available there. Take a look at some of the late games now on Sunday. Lions and Eagles, we'll have more on that in a second. The late game, Panthers and the Saints. Then Monday night, Cowboys against the Bears. Matt Forte will stop by in a few minutes to help preview that one for us. Now, as we just saw, great slate of games on tap for this week, but who's going to come out on top? You tell us by going to NFL.com slash Pick'em and participating in our weekly Pick'em Fantasy game. There, you can select winners for every game. On Sunday, accumulate fantasy points for each correct pick. See how you stack up against all of the experts and Hall of Famers from NFL Network. Sign up today at NFL.com slash Pick'em. That's NFL.com slash Pick'em. Our own version of Pick'em right now. We're going to take a look at a few games with some potentially interesting fantasy matchups. First one is the Lions and the Eagles. Akbar, who wins and who are you looking at? Well, I've got the Detroit Lions winning this one 38-35. I really like this game. This is going to be an NFC showdown. Of course, we know that the Detroit Lions trying to keep that thing going for that wild card hunt, but the guy that I'm watching is Joint Bell. Joint Bell right now is two rush touchdowns in the last three games. But when you think about the way he's been able to produce with Reggie Bush in the game, it's phenomenal. In weeks 8 and 13, Bell had 11 and 18 points. Meanwhile, Bush had 16 and 22 points during that game. Now, on the other side of the ball, I'm watching Riley Cooper. Now, I know he's kind of slipped a little bit. He's kind of fell down. But you can't really expect a guy like Riley Cooper to put up multiple touchdown games every single week. Calvin Johnson doesn't even do that. So when you look at Riley Cooper, I think that he's going to be able to expose the matchup against the Detroit secondary. I like him in this matchup. What about Zach Ertz? You know, Zach Ertz, you know, he got hot. I don't know that I can depend on him as a tight end. I mean, he got hot. Yeah, he did. But All right, against a team that gives up the most fantasy points <laughs> yeah, to the tight end in the league. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Cleveland and New England. We know Jason Campbell going to start for the Cleveland Browns in this one. But, Adam Reich, you're going to focus on the running backs. Who do you like in this one? Yes, it does not change my prediction at all. I still think the New England Patriots will come out and win this one pretty handedly. And a guy that I'm keeping my eye on is Shane Vereen, somebody that we were looking at at the beginning of the season to come and kind of break out from that running back position. And the only thing that hastened that was that he got injured and he wasn't out. He wasn't in the game for a couple of weeks until he came back. And of course, once he's returned, he's been pretty good. Riley Cooper, excuse me, Riley Cooper. I'm looking right at you and I'm saying Riley Cooper. You got me all mesmerized. Stephen Ridley is not back into the game, but you know what? It goes back to Shane Vereen because he's been so effective. He is going to continue to be a fantasy stud. But if you're looking for a sleeper, somebody who can sneak in and do pretty well for you this week, Willis McGahee's a guy I'm going to keep my eye on. And this is just based on the matchup, the New England Patriots give up a lot of fantasy points to running backs. And I know if you look at what Noshawn Moreno did a couple of weeks ago, I'm not saying that that's what's going to happen here, but that's a pretty good option. I, I like him better than guys like Frank Gore, who's got a tough matchup 
Willis McGahee, somebody to keep an eye on. All right, final score rank again, 33-15 in that one. I'm going with a very similar final score. I'm picking the Bills and the Buccaneers. I'm taking Tampa Bay over Buffalo, 34-13. I have made my decision. I am going to sit C.J. Spiller this week. Adam Rank's going to have much more on C.J. Spiller coming up. However, I don't like Fred Jackson either. Look, this is a very bad match for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're very good against the run, and Fred Jackson hasn't been good the last few weeks. He's had just fewer than 10 fantasy points in three of his last four games. 12 rushing attempts or less in three straight. C.J. Spiller's role in the offense is getting better. So, number one, I don't like Fred Jackson. But, number two, I don't see any success on the ground for the Bills in this one. A guy I do like and a guy I'm putting in my flex is Bobby Rainey. Look at the Bills. They've allowed over 24 fantasy points per game to running backs in the last four weeks. That's the fifth most in the NFL. Rainey is averaging over five and a half yards per carry his last two home games. This is time to get Bobby Rainey in your lineup. I know you wanted to put him in after that big week, and then he disappointed you, but he had bad matchups. He's got a good one this week, Marcus. I like Bobby Rainey. Yeah, you know, another option I like from that game, if you have the defense with a tough matchup, maybe that Buccaneers defense over somebody, especially like the Kansas City Chiefs, who've been struggling. Yeah, Bucks play very well at home. All right, so what's your game? I'm going with the Chiefs. The oh, oh, okay. Kansas City Chiefs against Washington Redskins. I think Kansas City gets back on the good foot this week. A guy I'm really keeping an eye on is Jamal Charles. Not because you have questions about playing Jamal Charles. In fact, we probably don't talk about this guy enough. He has been the most consistent fantasy running back in the National Football League this year. But he's going up against a terrible Washington defense. I think Jamal Charles has a legitimate chance to be the top scorer of the week. I mean, we could be talking about a 30-point plus day for Jamal Charles this week. If you are going against him, say your prayers. It might be ugly. On the other side, RG3, you know, say what you want about him on the field or what he's done in terms of real football. In fact, you know what? Every time somebody says something negative about him, he goes out as a pretty good fantasy day. So, Robert, you shouldn't be playing. Robert, it's, it's not working out for you. You don't look healthy. I don't know what to tell you. Um, just just be very, very cautious. But I like him against a Chiefs defense that's really struggling. Good looking out. Thanks. Why do you do that for the fantasy? That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. And you're telling them things that no one's told them before. Right. I, I, I enjoy that. You know, I try to be original like that, you know? <laughs> All right, let's take a look at our, our recap pick and board. Here's what everybody likes. Detroit, Philadelphia. Akbar, the lone wolf, taking the Detroit Lions. It's a clean sweep for the New England Patriots, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the only one that thinks the Redskins can win this game, I see a high-scoring one. But there's a lot of fantasy points out here. Adam Rank has another big spot start from this game coming up later on in the show. Now, we're not done yet. We've got more Week 14 game previews, and we have yet to reveal which game is our fantasy matchup of the week. It's not the Raiders-Jets, Oh, man. But first, star running back Matt Forte joins us next to talk the Bears and their Monday night showdown with the Cowboys. This and more as NFL Fantasy Live returns. Is a music video. Pleased to be joined right now by Chicago Bears running back Matt Forte, Jason Smith, with you here on NFL Fantasy Live. Matt, seven rushing touchdowns on the season. That's the most for you in a single year since your rookie year in 2008 when you finished with eight. What's been the difference for you? I think more carries down in the red zone. Um, you know, this year with Coach Tressman, we run uh, when we get down close in the red zone and when you get in a tighter red zone, 10, 5-yard line, we continue to run our same offense instead of, you know, packing everybody in there and doing goal line. So 
um, you know, getting more carries that way uh, has, has helped. And also, you know, great blocking by offensive line. And uh, I've also had some, some longer touchdowns as well, which um, is attributed to our receivers, Brandon and Alshon, those guys blocking downfield as well. Now, you mentioned Alshon. We know Brandon Marshall as good as he's been the last few years, but Alshon Jeffrey has really come on this season. Can he continue to improve? Yeah, he can. I mean, Alshon's young, and he's been uh, – his, his improvements from last year is, is even, you know, is just ridiculous. So I think just the next years to come, he can get even better uh, in these next coming years and continue to fine-tune his game as a receiver. And, um, you know, he works on everything. He works on running routes, catching the ball in every situation, and also blocking in the run game. So you don't see that at a lot, a lot of receivers. They mostly just want to deal with the passing game. But he uh, actually blocks a lot downfield and in the box for uh, the run game. Now Josh McCown's come in and run this offense incredibly efficiently in absence of Jay Cutler. Does the offense run better with McCown right now? Uh, I'm not sure if he runs better or, or worse or anything, but, I mean, it has been working, I think, uh, you know, pretty efficiently with both quarterbacks we've had in there, you know, with Jay and Josh. So, um, you know, it's a tribute to uh, Josh when he came in. There wasn't really a, a big fall off of production in the offense where we can continue to run the ball pretty well and then he can make the throws downfield with these big receivers that we have. All right, every defense in the NFL presents a challenge, but you look at the numbers this week, you're playing the Dallas Cowboys. You've seen, I'm sure you've seen on film how much they struggle. What goes through your mind when you see such a favorable matchup you have against this defense? Uh, it's the same as when we're playing the, the number one defense in the league. I mean, this is the NFL. A lot of people always, you know, try to uh, speculate, you know, oh, you're going to have a big week because this defense isn't playing that well or whatever. But this is, it's still the NFL. Defenses are good, and they have game plans as well. So you have to uh, prepare every, each week like you're playing the number one defense in the league. Now you're doing this series, a uh, fun series with the folks at Lenovo called Tough season. This series, it's an in-depth expose of, of you being fantasy players on a team owned by Brad. And uh, Brad Blevins is the guy's name, and he interacts with you and does some fun things with you, owning you guys in fantasy. Going to take a look at uh, some of your best stuff here. Hey, Coach, come on. You can't just give up. What's the point, running back Matt Forte? It's just fantasy football. Just fantasy football? Just fantasy football? Coach, this is what we live for. And we still got games left. Are we just going to roll over and quit? No! We can still band together and be the team that fights to the end. We can do the small things that will ruin the league for all the other owners. You could bench us all and lose on purpose to mess with the rankings. Yeah! Trade all your best players to whoever you want to stack their teams. Yeah! Throw a big tantrum. Contest all the trades. Yeah! That was a pretty passionate speech you gave there, Matt. You just made friends of every fantasy owner in the world. Yeah, you know, fantasy football is big and it's continuing to grow, so... Uh, I mean, that's probably 90% of the tweets I get every day is, hey, uh, please score a couple touchdowns for my fantasy team and <laughs> this and that. So uh, that's, all, that's all everybody talks about. What's it been like playing on Brad's awesome team sponsored by Lenovo? Uh, it's been pretty awesome. Brad's a, a, a great coach. You know, even though, even though he doesn't really know what he's doing <laughs> and he loses to like a little kid, a little 10-year-old kid every year, he's a great coach. And, uh, you know, I love playing fantasy football, being on his team. I'm glad he drafted me. Now, we see him go through the roller coaster of emotions that fantasy owners are familiar with. Can you relate to all that as a player going through the ups and downs of a season? Yeah, of course. You know, uh, every season has ups and downs. And, uh, you know, the, the thing is just, to, you know, as an athlete, you got to deal with adversity. And I've been doing it since young. The difference uh, is with, with Brad, you know, he's a fantasy owner. He's pretty new to it. And his ups and downs, he, he kind of overreacts a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, he has to calm down a little bit.
You realize now with the success of this thing from Lenovo, we're going to try to do that here at NFL Network. Get all you guys to come on so we can talk to you about fantasy. Yeah, hey, I'll be the first one there. <laughs> all right. Matt, thanks a bunch. Best of luck Monday night against the Cowboys. Look forward to talking to you soon. All right, thank you. All right, there goes Matt Forte. Make sure to tune into Lenovo.com slash tough season to watch Matt continue his fantasy year on Brad's awesome team and catch the conclusion to the tough season series. Now let's send it over to Adam Rank and the guys for more on this big Monday night matchup. Thank, thank you very much, Jason. Now, if you talk about this game, Matt Forte has me fired up. <laughs> yeah, I got does. him on a couple of teams. <laughs> yep. Also fired up for this Monday night game. Now, Brandon Marshall came out this week and he said, you know what, I'm having – a tough time going up against Brandon Carr, but is this a situation where you would never bench Brandon Marshall? No, you're not going to bench. I mean, just because he says that he's recognizing the type of talent he is as far as a defensive back, and you see players do that all the time, but that doesn't mean that he's giving up or he, you should sit Brandon Marshall. You still, because he's a, a, a bombonical player, you still want to stick with him. Well, one guy that he was talking about, Matt Forte, I'm speaking of, uh, he was talking about Alshon Jeffrey getting even better. Has he now moved into that class, Marcus, where he's a must-start each and every week? I think he has been. The way the Bears' offense has been working, Alshon Jeffrey has been such a big part of that. And and we've seen him make, obviously, the routine catches and and make a lot of catches. We've seen him make some really spectacular, tough catches in the end zone as well. And you heard Matt Forte talk about his, his growth and his improvement over the last year or two. And I just think he's a guy who's really made a name for himself as a top fantasy wideout. Well, and I'll tell you the other big thing they talked about is what he does when he doesn't have the ball. And that's how you develop trust with your quarterback. He's blocking when he's not being thrown the ball. He's setting things up so he can take advantage. This is a great matchup for Alshon Jeffrey, too. When you think about it, going up against a team that's going to be in cover, too, he's going to exploit the middle of the field while they're trying to bracket over towards Brandon Marshall. This is a good game for him. When a, when a receiver does block down the field, as Matt was talking about, does that make him popular in the locker room with the coaches and everything? Oh, he sure does with the coaches because when the coaches pop on the film, they see that, hey, look, this guy's not just sitting there because what ends up happening, if they know that you're not blocking, you're not a part of the play, they already know how to already scout this offense. So Alshon Jeffries is doing his job. Okay, let's go to the other side of the football. DeMarco Murray's having a nice couple of weeks. Marcus, what do you see from him on Monday night? I think he has a big day on Monday night for the Dallas Cowboys and for fantasy owners as well. Murray has gotten really hot over the last month or so, four touchdowns in his last four games. And with Lance Dunbar no longer a part of the offense for the Cowboys, that means more opportunities for DeMarco Murray. I know at times... Dallas seems to go away from him, but he does so many things, and he's doing them really well right now, especially against a Bears defense that hasn't played too particularly well against the run game. Yeah, because everybody, it seems, is banged up on that Bears defense that teams are just running on them at great length. But as great as DeMarco Murray has played, it's actually had the adverse effect on Tony Romo. So what can we expect from him on Monday night? Well, you know, I think if any, if this is going to be a game that Tony Romo bounces back, this is going to be the game. When you look at his last three games against the Saints, the Giants, and the Raiders, I mean, he really has kind of taken in one of that down downward spiral. But I think Tony Romo could bounce back. We talked about kind of where this defense, this is not the, the old school Chicago Bears defense. So right. Sometimes you got to get that name brand mentality out your mind. So this is a perfect opportunity for him to get the run game going, get the vertical attack that he needs with Des Bryant. I think this is a great bounce back game for Tony Romo. Would you agree, Marcus? Start or sit Tony Romo? I think you start Tony Romo, yep. and I think a lot of it is going to be mental for Romo and the Cowboys. We've made so much, and we've heard so much about how the Cowboys struggle in the month of December. Even Jerry Jones is getting on board saying the team's got to be better in December. Here's their opportunity to go in, lock up a playoff spot, to go in and win the division. I think it starts this week. It starts on Monday night against the Bears, and I think Tony Romo is the leader of that. And I'll say this. Monday night's typically very big for players in the Mm -hmm. locker room. They get up to play for that game. If Tony Romo has a monumental meltdown in this game, 
you don't you don't trust him the entire uh, playoff season in fantasy. All right, very good. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Now, when NFL Fantasy Live returns, Rams, Birds, Seahawks, Niners, Panthers, Saints. One of these is our fantasy matchup of the week. We'll reveal that next. And thank goodness it's Friday, and we're celebrating. And we'll share some of our best spot starts for you for Week 14. NFL Fantasy Live will return after this. Thursday night football, Texans and the Jaguars. This would wind up being the Texans' 11th straight defeat. Jaguars looking to stay red hot, trying to win four of five second quarter. Chad Henney looking for Cecil Shorts, making Akbar Bajabi and Mila proud. 14-0 Jags, then third quarter. Jaguars threatening again. Yeah, you tell them, Cecil. It's Chad Henney to Ace Sanders. And Ace Sanders starts to Jordan Todman. Adam Ray from off camera. That helps no one. Jaguars win it by the final of 27-20. Both Ace Sanders and Jordan Todman on that one. Of course, Chad Henney, 15 fantasy points, the most fantasy points of anyone on the Jaguars. MJD had a nice night for you with 12. Andre Johnson came through. We told you to start him yesterday. Over 15 fantasy points. Garrett Graham was a great spot start. You have questions at running back. And, of course, Michael Fabiano, not very happy with the lack of production from Ben Tate. Fabs, are you over that yet? No. Well, the Texans, <laughs> the Texans had, what, 28 pass plays in a row? I knew I was dead when they started lining up four wide and an empty backfield. Uh, what can you do? All right. Of course, the big news of the day, the Houston Texans have fired head coach Gary Kubiak. We talked about this earlier in the show. Wade Phillips will take over more on this story as it develops. But right now for fantasy, we're going to have some more game previews here. Let's head to the Rams and the Cardinals. Very intriguing matchup this Sunday. And Zach Stacy is someone, Fabs, who he's been great, then he got hurt, and now he's got a bad matchup. What do you do this week? This is a very tough matchup for Zach Stacy. I mean, the Cardinals have been nasty. You know how nasty? No team has allowed fewer fantasy points to running backs on their home field than Arizona. Now, with that being said, I still see Stacy as a flex starter, even at low-end RB2. He's been that good this season, but you're going to have to temper expectations because that Cardinals run defense is very, very good. So Zach Stacy's mom won't have it going I on I thought this I could get through one segment, <laughs> including Zach Stacy, where you didn't sing that song. <laughs> All right, Marcus, how about Michael Floyd? He's proven to be a top target there in Arizona right now. He absolutely has, and I think that's a reason you give him a chance. The Rams secondary can be tough on wide receivers at times, but I think what he has done over the last three or four games, you see 18 catches in the last three games. That is best on that Cardinals team. And Carson Palmer is getting hot. He's spreading the ball around. So Larry Fitzgerald has seen a bounce back in recent weeks. Michael Floyd's a guy who, because of his production recently, I think even against the matchup, you like him as a wide receiver, too, this week. Yeah, as high as a two, so a flex and possibly as a two. Absolutely. All right, Niners and the Seahawks are going to get to now. And, oh, boy, tough to like anybody on the Niners against the Seahawks. The last few years, they've done nothing. But Michael Crabtree is someone that people have a lot of questions about. Fabs and Crabtree didn't look great last week, so what do you do this week? Marcus, I think you sit Michael Crabtree. Wouldn't you agree? I think you do sit Michael Crabtree this week. He's struggled. And last week he had 68 yards. 60 of them came on one play that was really more of a busted coverage than anything. And watching him play, his speed isn't back. He's still rehabbing from that Achilles injury. He's not the same guy that we saw last season. And I think he's going to have a really tough time getting open against the Legion of Boom. We were so worried about suspensions and what happened in that, that Seahawks secondary, but they still look really good against New Orleans last week, and I think Michael Crabtree's really going to have a tough time finding room against Richard Sherman and those guys. All right, how much are we worried about Russell Wilson this week? There's some concern. There's certainly cons- This is a very, very good San Francisco 49ers team, especially on their home field. I see him as a low-end QB1, not a guy that is going to put up gigantic numbers like he did last week against New Orleans. In fact, I'd start Josh McCown 
over this guy, Russell Wilson. Luckily, I have Russell Wilson in a few leagues, but I'm going to buy. I don't have to worry about the San Francisco 49ers defense. But for those who do, temper expectations. All right, there you go. There's a couple of previews right there now for our fantasy match of the week. End zone right side, Greg Olson, touchdown. And he's got more running room and a lot this time. So many questions in this game, Carolina and New Orleans. It is the night game on Sunday night. And let's kick things off with New Orleans and Drew Brees because for the last few years it's always been, oh, load up all your Saints. Now it's there's not a lot of Saints you can trust outside of Drew Brees and Jimmy Graham. Yeah, that's absolutely right, especially with a tough matchup against the Carolina Panthers on tap. And a lot of fantasy owners are feeling the sting after Drew Brees gave him a very bad stat line last week in Seattle. Now, he's home. I like him as a top 10 quarterback. There's not a lot of players out there that people have with Drew Brees that you can start ahead of him. Would you maybe, start Nick Foles maybe over Nick Drew Foles. Brees? Nick Foles. Nick Foles I would start. But really, if we're talking about legitimate situations... What kind of quarterbacks do you have on your roster outside of maybe Nick Foles that you could play over Drew Brees? There's not many. Geno Smith. <laughs> uh, let, let, let's move on here. All right, Marcus, you have, you have the tough one here. Which Saints can you start against the Panthers? Darren Sproles, Pierre Thomas, Marcus Colston, Kenny Stills, they all come with question marks. I'm going with E, none of the above. <laughs> all right, if you had to. If I said you got to start one of these guys. If I had to pick one, it's Pierre Thomas. He's the guy who is getting the bulk of the carries behind center or behind the quarterback spot. He's running the football, and he's the guy who catches the ball out of the backfield. That certainly helps. Don't expect big numbers either rushing or receiving, but put together, he might give you a decent stat line. I think if you get double digits out of Pierre Thomas, you're doing backflips. I think you can expect more around the 7-9 to nine point range for the guy this if week. If you're in a PPR league, you can start Darren Sproles. Standard? Mm, maybe not. How about Cam Newton? He's been terrific so far the last few weeks, but this Saints defense, Fabs, is tougher than people think it is. Same situation as with Drew Brees is the same situation you have with Cam Newton. There are not a lot of quarterbacks out there that most people have legitimately on their roster to play ahead of him. Maybe Nick Foles. Certainly Nick Foles is a guy who I have in my top three this week. But overall, Cam Newton's been very, very productive in recent weeks. He's doing it again. Second half surge for Cam. And I'd hate to be the guy who benched Cam Newton for someone else and Cam goes off and I'm thinking, I just lost because I benched Cam Newton. Cam Newton, you start. It's tough to start any other Panthers, but let's do the same thing we did a couple seconds ago. (laughs) Here's the guys that you can play. Which Panthers do you start if you have to start any of them? Steve Smith, Brandon LaFell, D'Angelo Williams, Mike Tolbert. Maybe D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart's a little bit banged up, and the Saints, they're a bit inconsistent against the run this season, but Overall, Marcus, there's not a lot to like. Greg Olson would probably be the one guy. Yeah, I do like Greg Olson. He's a guy who especially recently has started to see a lot more targets. But you look at that running back situation, D'Angelo Williams has been the guy to carry the biggest part of the workload. But I always look at Mike Tolbert just because around the goal line, he's the guy who seems to be in there. He seems to be the guy who's getting carries. But even when you start to rely on him, 
You see Cam Newton in his big frame lean out over the goal line and take some of those rushing scores. Yeah, not many guys have bigger frames than Mike Tolbert, but Cam Newton's one of them. <laughs> Cam Newton's one. No, he's not. <laughs> Tolbert's got a bigger frame. That's a big boy right there. It's like a bowling ball. He is, but it's funny because when we watch the games on Sunday in, in, in the newsroom, we watch and we see D'Angelo Williams in, and then suddenly you look up and it's, oh, it's Mike Tolbert's in the game when they're inside <laughs> you the You can never mistake line. D'Angelo for Tolbert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, coming up, what do Andrew Luck, Nick Foles, and CJ Spiller have in common? They're all on Adam Rank's list. Find out if their likes or dislikes for Week 14 when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Hey, everybody. Adam Rank here. Every week I publish my likes and dislikes in the world of fantasy football, wrestling, Sons of Anarchy, and so much more. And this week, well, as you can see, there's a new Wonder Woman. You can get my thoughts on that at NFL.com slash like, dislike. But right now, let's go to another like. Nick Foles, the, e- the Eagles quarterback, has become the NFL version of Kurt Henning because he's Mr. Perfect. He's thrown 19 touchdown passes without an interception this season. He's like the bizarro Eli Manning. Foles has also scored 22 fantasy points in four consecutive games. And if you look over the past five weeks, his 13 touchdown passes are tied for the most in the league over that stretch. There are few quarterbacks I would actually start over Foles. Now the bad news. Let's go to Andy Luck and take a look at the numbers since Reggie Wayne has gone down. Drink it in because it's not good. Luck has thrown two touchdown passes and five interceptions in his last four games, and the matchup isn't much easier this week. The Bengals have allowed the second-fewest fantasy points at home to quarterbacks this season, so leave them on the bench. Let's move on to a receiver I like this week, Jordy Nelson. That's right. I said that I like him. Let's have some real talk here. Matt Flynn, he's not good when you compare him to other NFL quarterbacks, but I'm going to dismiss last week as a bad matchup. The Falcons allow a ton of fantasy points, so I look for Nelson to cash in as he's being targeted more than seven times in each home game this season. How about some more real talk? We'll talk C.J. Spiller. Hey, look, he was really good last week, and that's what he does. He suckers you into believing he's going to be great, and then boom, he ruins your fantasy playoffs. Don't buy into it. Spiller has scored fewer than four fantasy points six times this season, and the Bucks have allowed just two rushing touchdowns this year. As Kosick says, do the math, mon frères. And finally, I like Mike Wallace this week. Hey, look, he scored more than 14 fantasy points in back-to-back weeks. He's up against the Steelers, who have allowed the fifth most yards per game to receivers this year. But, oh, yeah, he used to play for the Steelers. Guys in contract years and going against their former teams are two must-start criterias for me. Now let's take a look at some more guys that I like and dislike for the week. And, of course, if I like Jordy Nelson, it stands to reason I would like Eddie Lacy. Jared Cook has burned me repeatedly over the past. I'm going to let him play this week against the Arizona Cardinals, who give up a ton of points to fantasy tight ends. And some guys I don't like, Colin Kaepernick, Rashard Mendenhall, and Quan Bolden, Tony Gonzalez, that's right. But time now to send it over to Jason Smith and the fellas for some more names we like in Week 14. Thank you very much, Mr. Rank. Now the guys have our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Starts of the Week. These may be people you're never playing again, but it's the playoffs. You have to win. You need a spot start. Akbar, Mr. Holmes, I presume, for you. Yes, Andre Holmes for the Oakland Raiders. Look, if you own Denarius Moore, chances are, you know, he's lost it. And those targets have now gone towards Andre Holmes. If you look at last week against the Dallas Cowboys, he had 11 targets. That's not by accident. And then when you look at the kind of production he got from that 11 targets, 136 receiving yards, he put, gave you nice fantasy point. I think that McGloin and Holmes, because of the kind of chemistry that they developed being on the uh, on the service team for the Oakland Raiders, we've seen this happen. Riley Cooper, Nick Falls, I think it's happening again with Andre Holmes. 
All right, Andre Holmes, Rod Streeter, that Jets defense really brutal against the pass. Let's say hello to Mr. Rank again, and we now have Michael Fabiano tied up, so we can't get in on this, uh, Rank, because I know a guy you like is a guy he can't stand. That's absolutely true, and Alex Smith is a quarterback that you can go out and pick up right now and play in your fantasy leagues, and if you look at what he's done over the past couple of weeks, it's been pretty good. He's had at least 21 fantasy points in four of his last five games. He's had seven touchdown passes and just two interceptions in his last three, and the Redskins allow a lot of fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks so you might not like Alex Smith I know he's burned us at times in the past but you know what he's a pretty good start this week I say you spot start him so Jason do you have a Mr. Wright for us I do I hopefully have Mr. Wright just like Alex Smith who's a phenomenal spot start this week I'm gonna go with Kendall Wright Uh, you know what look here's the thing the guy's been a PPR machine over the course of the season but now slowly he's starting to get more attention he had a touchdown two weeks ago getting those red zone uh, approaches now so here's the thing When you play Kendall Wright, can you expect him to have like a 15, 20-point game all the time? No, but can you expect him to have close to 10 fantasy points and maybe a touchdown? Yes. Throw in the fact that this week he's playing against Denver, who has been absolutely brutal against the pass the last few weeks, and you have the makings of a really good spot start in your flex. I like Kendall Wright this week. 39 targets his last four games. Kendall Wright, get him in your lineup. Marcus, I have a sneaking suspicion you are going with... All the Jets' offensive players. Uh, negative. <laughs> oh. But you're thinking the right way, though. I'm going against all the Jets' offensive players, so I'm taking the Oakland Raiders' defense in this one. Look, I know weeks ago I picked the Raiders' defense. <laughs> Nick Foles might have thrown seven touchdowns that week, but we're not talking about that. The Jets have been awful on offense this year. In the last month, they've given up over 17 fantasy points per game to defenses. Look, you can't expect that much out of the Raiders, but Geno Smith has been struggling. The Jets are turning the football over. I like the Raiders to go in there to play well against that Jets offense this week, and I think you can expect double digits from them. Again, you're not looking at 16, 17 points, but if you get 10 to 11, I think you're happy. I see you, Marcus, going with the Raiders. If Geno Smith throws seven touchdowns, I'll buy you lunch for a week. How does that sound? Oh, I like that. If Geno Smith throws one touchdown, that's a good (laughs) consolation prize. (laughs) Those are our Hotels.com Fantasy Spotlight Spot Stocks the week. Here you go. Some big points could be out there for you this week. Now, we're not done previewing this weekend's games. We'll tell you how the weather may impact the Colts-Bengals matchup in Cincy. Then we're answering some of your pressing start-sit questions for Week 14. NFL Fantasy Live rolls on. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Yeah, it's all about the weather. Dolphins and Pittsburgh Steelers. Snow. Kansas City and the Redskins. Snow mixing with sleet and rain. Vikings and the Ravens. Snow, sleet, rain. It's everywhere this weekend. Falcons and the Green Bay Packers, periods of snow. Lions, Eagles, snow. Colts, Bengals, snow. Mixed with sleet late. Yes, winter is here. And it's that last game we're going to focus on here for a couple seconds. The Colts and the Bengals. Jason Smith, Akbar Bajbi, Amila, Adam Rank, and Marcus Grant. Bengals, Colts Sunday. Donald Brown is a guy that a lot of people are focusing on to trust as their flex, maybe even as a number two. Can you trust him Sunday? I don't trust him as anything more than a flex. He is the back of choice for the Indianapolis Colts. Trent Richardson is old news at this point, but the matchup is not good. Donald Brown will certainly see lots of opportunity. They like to dump into him out of the backfield, as you see. He's been much better at hitting the hole than Trent Richardson has been, but the Bengals have been tough. I know they've been banged up on defense, but I think they're still good enough to slow down Donald Brown this week. Akbar, Giovanni Bernard has really been all or nothing in all his games this year. Will he be all or nothing this week? Well, you know what? I say he's going to be all against the Indianapolis Colts. I like this. You know, Yeah, they'll have a little bit of win here, but I think you can trust him because of his versatility. I think when it comes to Giovanni Bernard, when he hits, he does hit big, and this is his game. 
That's it for us as far as week 14 previews go. Now we're going to go rapid fire and answer some of your most pressing questions. And we'll start with your better week 14 running back. These all from Fantasy Genius and NFL.com. Rashad Jennings or Le'Veon Bell. Who is the better call here? Le'Veon Bell is the call for this one. He's got a fantastic matchup against the Miami Dolphins. Rashad Jennings, on the other hand, going up against the Jets, who've been very tough on running backs. Bell is your guy. Yeah, if Jennings was a wide receiver, you'd like him, but he's Absolutely, not. Absolutely, but can't. he's not. T.Y. Hilton or Rod Streeter, who's the better matchup? I'm going to go with Rod Streeter. He's had at least 11 targets in his last three games, and he's had at least 80 receiving yards in two of his last three games. So he looks like the better option there. You just saw the weather, what it's going to be like for the Colts and Bengals. So I, I stick with Streeter. All right, tight end-wise, Scott Chandler or Brandon Myers, Akbar? You know, I'm going to have to go with Myers in this situation. Going up against the San Diego Chargers, I think that this is the better, you know, look for him. And uh, Chandler, oh, my. I'm not and and Myers has yeah. been hot the last couple weeks. Yes, he's, he has He's been. falling down short of the goal line and rolling into the end zone all on his own. It's very good. Roddy White or Dwayne Bowe? Dwayne Bowe, believe it or not. I know Roddy White has bounced back recently, but I like the matchup for Dwayne Bowe against Washington. He started to see more targets. I give him a shot this week. Joe Flacco or Ben Roethlisberger, right? Joe Flacco. I've been moving him up my rankings this week because the matchup is just too good. I understand he's not the most consistent fantasy player out there, but I think Joe Flacco is a pretty good start for you this week. All right, starter said, going to go real rapid fire right now. Keenan Allen at the Giants. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to start him. I'm going to sit him. I'm going to start him. Jordan Cameron at the Patriots. I'm going to sit him. I'm going to sit him. I'm sitting. Oh, a full sit for Jordan Cameron. Greg Jennings at the Ravens. <laughs> sit. Sit. Start. 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 Greg Jennings is shot against the Ravens. No, yes. I'm not giving him a chance. Lamar Miller against the Steelers. Start. Yeah, flex him. Yeah, I, I'm right with you. Flex him on that one. All right. There you go. Lamar Miller finally yeah. finding his way back into <laughs> our good races. It's it's like like it yeah. took a while, but yeah, we're finally starting to get there. In December. Yeah, yeah exactly. Greg Jennings, well, I mean, you know, that's, that's a big, that's a look, bold The Ravens secondary has been vulnerable pick. at times, and I think he won't be huge. He's a flex option. Yeah, that's going to be a thriller and a yeah. chiller. <laughs> yeah, but right. with the weather the way it is, it's going to be tough. All right, that'll do it for us today. A big thanks to Bears running back Matt Forte. We'll see you Sunday morning, 11.30 a.m. Eastern on NFL Red Zone and NFL.com with all the latest fantasy news you need right before kickoff of Week 14. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 